0: Amen. Good evening, everyone. We just want to welcome you again to Bread of Life Bible study this evening. Um, We are still um, in our um, Believer's Authority lessons. And so we're going to just dive into them on tonight. First, we're going to open up with a word of prayer. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you again for this time of study, Lord. We thank you for your word, which is which is living, your word, which is spirit, your word, which is truth. Father, we thank you for the transforming um, power of your word. We open our hearts, oh God, on tonight to hear what the Spirit is saying. Father, we pray that no flesh will glory in your sight, Lord. That Father, we will become yielded vessels, uh, open and willing to listen and not only to listen, but to obey. Father, we pray that your word on tonight. Uh, will be one that is um, that is powerful, but yet um, simple enough that we can apply it uh, in our lives su- successfully. Oh God, and that we would be we would feel that that we 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 don't have to struggle with it and 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 be afraid of it. But Lord, that it it, it just would be easy to to operate in and to flow in your principles and in your promises, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for Holy Spirit. We thank you for his presence on this line. Lord, we just ask again that you would move by your power, by your spirit. Let everything said and done glorify your name. Bless those in the households that are represented on this line on tonight. Those that will listen to this recording on a later date or a future date. Father, let your anointing still be on uh, the teaching Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, have your way. Do what you want to do. You can flip it, turn it. You can even say that tonight we won't discuss anything. Whatever you want to do, let us be yielded and be be discerning of, of your voice on tonight and be obedient. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you. We pray for your divine strength right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen. Amen. And Amen. 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 And so on tonight. We are um, again, I said we were we were still talking about the the believers authority. And so on tonight's lesson, we want to talk about how the power flows. Amen. We know that God has given us power. He has given us authority and he's uh, given us the right to exercise it here in the earth. And so how do we how does this power flow? Amen. And so this is what our, our lesson is on tonight. The title of it is also how the power flows. Amen. And so we want to start in Mark 5. Uh, you can get that uh, scripture. We will probably go there in a few seconds. Mark chapter 5 verses 25 to 29. Actually Mark 5 25 to about 34. So we're we're going to touch bases on, on those scriptures, Mark five, 25 to 34. And so you can put your finger there as we will, um, certainly go over, uh, those scriptures. Amen. It will be the basis of our discussion. And so in Mark five, 25 to 34, it speaks of the woman who had the issue of blood. Amen. It speaks of the woman that had the issue of blood. And, and it powerfully uh, illustrates uh, these truths about how the kingdom of God operates by law. We said that God has principles, um, that not only does he operate in principles, but um, that he has specific um, laws and, and, and covenants. Amen. And so when God decrees a thing, when God speaks a thing, he says that he will not his word, he will not alter that that has come out of his mouth. So we know that God's word is truth. God cannot violate his word. God cannot even violate his own laws. Once he's established it, once he has spoken it, he cannot go against it. Amen. And so here's this woman who had an issue of blood which powerfully illustrates the truth about how the kingdom of God uh, operates. Amen. And so in Mark five, verse 25 to 29, it says that a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered, she has suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather she grew worse. And so the scripture says that when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I will be what? Whole. And the scripture says, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And then verse 30 says, And Jesus, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou see if the multitude that are throgging thee and say if thou who touched me. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And then the Bible says that he said unto her, thy faith, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And so. The interesting thing about this, me and uh, Florence and I, we were just talking about this scripture a few weeks ago, maybe last week, because I have a picture and uh, some of, some of, uh, some of us may have the picture of the woman with the issue of, of blood and it, and it shows her um, reaching out. She's on the ground and there are many people and you see her uh trying to touch, um reaching out to touch the uh, hem of Jesus garment in this particular picture. And so what's interesting is, that Jesus was in the midst of a multitude of people and, and, and with all of these people that were in the crowd, I'm sure as Florence and I, we were talking about it. They, they were bumping into Jesus. They were touching Jesus and many, of and many of the people that were in that crowd who were reaching out to him and, and trying to receive their healing. But even though they were in the crowd, even though they were brushing up against Jesus, maybe some of them reaching out to touch him. uh, Only this one little woman with the issue of blood, only this woman instantly received the power of God flow through Jesus body, through his garment and into this one woman, although there were many in the crowd and the Bible says that immediately flow, she was healed immediately. She was healed of an infirmity. And we know some of us who, who, who have been in the scriptures and studied the scriptures immediately that infirmity that had plagued her for over 12 long years. As soon as she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she was healed. And then the Bible says that Jesus turned around and asked, who touched me? And so with all of those people there, it just seems like a ludicrous uh, question to ask when so many people were in the crowd, so many were reaching out, so many were pressing up against them. But Jesus realized that virtue had left him and, and this woman, the the only woman in that crowd at that particular time was healed. And so some people believe in the religious um, community, some believe the concept that Jesus knows all things, right? That Jesus knew all things. And therefore they consider the question to be rhetorical saying Jesus didn't really mean who touched me. You know, why would Jesus ask? Because Jesus knows, why would he have to ask who touched him? He already knew everything that was going on. But when we look at scripture and Luke two, uh, and 52, you can go there, please. Luke two and 52. Let's go to Luke two and 52 in your script, in your Bibles, Luke two and 52. And so in, in Luke two and 52, uh, it says that Jesus, Jesus increased saints of God. I'm going to flip over here for one minute that Jesus increased just in case we have people on the line in wisdom and stature and in favor with God. The scripture says that he increased. Okay. So let's look at that. Jesus increased in wisdom in stature and in favor. So what we have to, what we must know is that Jesus was fully what he was fully God, but he was also fully what man. man. And so because he was in this flesh, prophetess and Sister systemat because he was in this flesh, a physical human body. He had to learn the same way that you and I do. Amen. Let me turn this down for a minute so we won't hear it. Yeah. So he had to learn the same way we learn because he was in a physical body. And so the word here in Luke two and 52 says that he increased in wisdom and that he had to what increase In knowledge, because he was fully man or fully, fully man and fully what? Fully God. So he didn't come out walking and talking and thinking he had to learn like we do in the natural. And so in his spirit, Jesus was Lord at his birth. And that's what the angel said in Luke 2 and 11. So go over to Luke 2 and 11. Flip over to Luke 2 and 11. And it says in Luke two and 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. So in his spirit, Jesus was Lord at his birth because that's what the angels said when they made their announcement to the shepherds, but he was also fully man. And therefore he had to learn as we learn. Amen. So even though in the spirit in, in the spirit or in his spirit, realm, he was God, Jesus did not come out of the womb, speak in Hebrew. In other words, he had to learn to eat. He had to learn to walk. He had to learn to talk. Amen. He had to learn who he was because Jesus was in a, what? He was in a physical body. So he had to deal with limitations. The limitations that we deal with being human, uh, and, in and, 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 spirit and soul in the flesh, but he was not, he had no limitations from sin. So let me put that there. But the limitations due to the fact that God didn't make a physical body to perceive things That hadn't been learned through the senses. So God gave us physical bodies, but we learn how to operate in this world, right? Through our senses. So Jesus had to also learn how to operate as fully man in this world through the senses, because that's how God set it up when he created the earth and he created man. So when Jesus was walking through this crowd and this woman touched him, He perceived or perceived the power of God flowing out of him, but he didn't know who had touched him. Amen. From that human standpoint, he didn't know. And so most people think that when, when we approach God, this is the key. We think that when we approach God for healing or anything else, that what God does, he evaluates to see if we're worthy. Some people believe that. Now I know I have some, some seasoned saints on, on, on the conference line right now, but some people believe that some people lead, believe that God evaluates them to see if they're worthy of the healing, worthy of the blessing. And they think that once um, you make your, your petition to God, That then God measures how worthy, um, we are, or whether we've been good enough or moral enough, whether we paid our tithe, whether we fasted long enough, whether we prayed throughout the week. Amen. They, they tend to think that God puts stipulations on, um, his, his blessings and his, and his, his principles and his promises. Amen. And some believe that he, he either releases his power, right? If, if you, if you pass the test that he'll heal you, he'll deliver you. And if you don't pass those tests that he, that he will, will, will not heal, heal you or deliver you. Some people believe that. Amen. But, but, but we know that, that, that that's not, that's not God's way. Amen. God, that, that is not his character. Um, so you, if you haven't prayed enough, you don't have, and if you think you're not holy enough, if you think you haven't, uh, fasted enough, or, or you think that you, uh, you have this sin in your life. And until you deal with these things that he won't heal you, he won't deliver you. We need to pull that down, pull that thought down. Amen. Because it's not true. And we know it's not true because when we look at the woman with the issue of blood, Amen in Mark five, which we just read, uh, it, it, it completely kills this concept, um, that Jesus didn't know who this woman was and that he didn't see her coming. She touched the hem of his garment and he perceived the flow of power, but then asked who touched me. Jesus, we said he didn't know who had touched him. So if he didn't know sister flow, And Sister Mott, if Jesus didn't know who had touched him, right? Therefore, he couldn't have evaluated her to see if she was worthy to be healed or not. And when you think about it, remember, she was suffering with an issue of blood. Actually, she she should not have been in the crowd. Amen. She was considered unclean. She should not have been out and about. And she shouldn't have even touched Jesus. Amen. Because she was unclean. So if Jesus knew who touched him. Amen. He, and, and he was, and if he was going by, whether you're good enough, whether you prayed enough, whether you fasted enough, if he evaluated us and that evaluation was based on how good we were in order, in order for him to, to um, allow his promises to be relevant in our, in our lives, this wouldn't be true with the woman with the issue of blood. He didn't evaluate her to see if she was worthy or not. And this shows that the power of God, saints, doesn't flow on whether we're good enough, whether we followed this, and whether we did this, whether we crossed every T, dot every I. But this shows that the power of God flows under law, Amen, and His principles, Amen. If you stop me, if you have any questions, Amen. Good evening, um, uh, Michelle. Good evening. We see you on um. On our YouTube channel. God bless you. Amen. Any questions so far? Okay. So when we tap, this is the key. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When we tap into these spiritual principles flow, the power of God flows. When we tap into God's spiritual principles, his promises from Genesis, To revelation, when we tap into them, when we cooperate with them, the power of God flows evident with the woman, with the issue of blood, the Lord doesn't just sizes up, sizes us up, right. Or sizes one person up saying, um, you're worthy. So I'm going to release my power to you. And then looks over at sister flow and say, no, you're not worthy. So I ain't doing nothing for you. No. There are laws, and we said this last week, there are laws, there are principles that govern how the power of God works, saints. And when we cooperate with those laws and when we put them into effect, the power will flow. The power will flow. And so if you don't, if you don't, uh, the power Uh, if you don't cooperate with the principles and if you don't, um, follow the laws that God has established, then the power is not going to flow. And it has nothing to do about God loving one person more than another. It's just a matter of what? Of law. And remember, we said that God cannot violate his, what? His own laws and principles. God established his kingdom to operate and we don't get nothing else tonight. And over these lessons in these series, God has established saints of God, his kingdom to operate under spiritual laws. It's in the word, it's in the book. And so as a believer, as saints of God, we need, we must, it is vital that we find out what those laws and principles are. That's why we got to study. We must study the word of God. We must become diligent in our study time. Amen. Because that unlocks. That's part of the the, the unlocking of of God's um, blessings and that abundant life and that victory and that healing. So we need we must we must find out what his laws are, his principles are. And then once we find out what they are, saints of God, we must cooperate with them. We must utilize them. We must learn them and we must understand them because you know what? You can learn something, but I can say this way. You can memorize. Right. You can memorize facts. You can memorize scripture. You can do those things. But until you have an understanding of them, you can't you can't apply. You can't apply principles and concepts if you really don't understand them. Amen. So we need to understand his word. We need to um, get into his word to find out what those principles are so that we can cooperate with them so that these these um, blessings and the promises of God can be unlocked in our lives. Amen. And stop me if anybody has anything to say or want to share anything. Amen. And I'm also looking on YouTube. Now, think about electricity, right? Electricity operates under law in the natural. It operates under law. So now if you're, if you're grounded, say if it rains and you're grounded and there's a live wire that's falling on the ground and you're on the ground, you're walking over towards that wire, that, uh, live, uh, wire, right. And and you reach out and touch that live wire. We know that it would, it, it would, it would end very badly. For us, amen and amen. so it's not that the electric company sister flow it's not that the electric company looked at you and said, "Well, let's teach uh Florence and Mary a lesson no because we went over and we we touched the wire, amen and we were grounded and so the company somebody's looking there in a camera and they said, oh, we're going to teach them a lesson and hit the button and buzz them that's not how it works, right there are natural laws. We have natural laws and we have spiritual laws. And so when you put those laws into effect, just like the natural law, right. Uh, of, of, of electricity operating. And once you're grounded, if you're grounded and you touch that wire, you're going to get electrocuted. That's a natural law. Remember we said that laws are something that cannot be changed. You can go anywhere, uh, in, in the world. And that, and it's, it's the same for any country, any city, amen. Any region, And so you put, you put those laws into effect, right? When, when you grab that wire and you were grounded, you put those laws into effect. And so what happened when you did that? What happened? You You got electrocuted because power did what? It flowed, right? It flowed through that electrical current. And because you were grounded, you felt that power of that flow of electricity, but now, on the other hand, think about a bird. The birds are always sitting on the wires, right? They're chilling all the time. You look around and they're sitting up there chirping on the wire. Okay, so why is it that they're not being electrocuted? Now, it's the same law, it's right?
1: Not
0: a live wire. Well, it is a live wire. <laughs> that wire is live. Yeah, but it's connected. It's not. It's connected. There's power flowing through it. Think about it. A bird can sit on that wire flow, but it needs something else to conduct that, um, that electricity. Remember uh, the live wire, it need for, for that law to, to fully function, right? You have to be grounded. So if the bird was if, if one leg of the bird was on the wire and the other leg was on the ground, that bird would be fried just like anybody else because now it's grounded. Amen. So that's the reason why they're able to sit on that wire because they're not grounded. There's nowhere for that electricity to flow through. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Sister Flo. In other words, it it needs a vehicle when, when you touch that live wire, right, that electricity needs something to be ground. It needs somewhere to go, go through. Right. So it gets you. That's why they tell you to stay in the car. Don't get out of the car because once you hit that ground, it has somewhere that it can flow through. As long as you're in that car used to be, I don't know about that, but as long as you're in the car, you were fine. But if you got out of that car. Amen. And you touch that wire and your feet are grounded on somewhere that it can conduct. It actually conducts that electricity. It, it allows it, you to become part of that wire because it has to go somewhere. You see what it has to flow through something. You become that that um, can do for that electricity to flow through when your foot is on that ground. But if, if you're like the bird and you're up on the wire, well, it has nowhere to go. It's, it's no conduction. Because you're just sitting on the wire. They're on the wire. But once they touch the ground or touch something that 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 electricity can flow through and you become that conduit <laughs> that it can pass through. Mm-hmm. You'll it, it, they'll be electrocuted. Make sense. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it's, it's part of science. Amen. And that's why people used to marvel. When we were in class, my teacher taught us that he was like, well, why are the birds, you know, <laughs> we're like, yeah, why are the birds not get electrocuted? Because it's not grounded. Even in the house, if you're grounded, if you touch that wire, because you're grounded, you're on this floor and you put your hand in that socket, it had, you're a conduit. So it can flow from that socket through you down through the floor. It needs that connection. It needs a flow. Amen. So as long as you, the bird is up on that wire, there's nothing that it can flow. Through. It's, it, it has no conduit. It's just sitting on the wire. It's nothing that that electricity can flow through to connect with something else. They're just sitting there that I, I can't explain. It. I don't know the way to explain it. You know, <laughs> Ooh, I can, I can explain it. So uh, when the birds are on, on, on a high wire, right. They're, they're not electrocuted because they aren't grounded. And, and, and that's the only way I, uh, you have to look it up Florence, because <laughs> I don't know how else to, to tell you. Um, It's not because the electricity company wants the birds to live and they love the birds more than they love the people. But but there's a law in order for that, that electricity um, to flow. It needs it needs to be grounded. It needs a a conduit. It needs something to flow through and you become that connection piece. Amen. It's like connecting Mm -hmm. two wires, you know, and you're the you're you're that person in the middle and you're grounded, it needs something to flow in. That's why people get, you know, when they're outside that, that lightning hits them, they're grounded. So it'll hit them and go right into the ground. So it needs somewhere to go and you become that conduit. Amen. And so it's the law. So part of that law is if you're grounded, Hey, you're going to be, you're going to fry. But if you're not grounded, you know, you live like the birds. They're not grounded. They're, they're not, they're, they're not a conduit. So it, it, it's there, it's not that, that the electric company favors you more than the birds, but it's just the law. It's, it's, it's a principle. It's a, it's a natural law. And so the key is that electricity has been around. It's been around ever since God created the earth. Electricity has been around. It's always been here in the form of thunderstorms and static, right? You ever get that static when you go in it? So it's been around, but people, people think about it. If, if electricity, right, has always been here since God created the earth, people could have used electricity thousands of years ago, right? It was here. Mm-hmm. If they would have understood the laws of electricity, if they would have understood it, right. Then they could have utilized that information and they could have had electricity. Amen. So God didn't just create electricity a few hundred years ago. It didn't just, it just, you know, just popped into being, it's always been here. And so it was always available for people to start using it. But they were ignorant of those laws. They didn't know the law. They didn't know the law, which I just was just trying to explain to you. They didn't know it. And so it's because they didn't know it. they didn't utilize it and it kept them from benefiting from or for using electricity because they were ignorant of it. They didn't know it. it wasn't was here, but they didn't know how to use it, how to harness it. And so it's the same in the spiritual realm. It wasn't God who let healing and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and other supernatural aspects of the faith just pass away and, and and, and not be utilized for thousands of years, right? That's not what happened. God didn't shut off the power. God did not shut off the power. So I don't know why we're not seeing the power (laughs) in our church houses. Amen. What? I don't know why, because God has not shut the power off people entered the dark ages because they didn't retain the knowledge of the things of God. The early church, the early church saints, they operated, they, they operated in the power of God. We know that. And then years later, for whatever reason, the church became dormant. You weren't seeing any miracles. You weren't seeing any, we're not seeing hardly any now. So I guess we still kind of dormant, Right. <laughs> I mean, Lord forbid, but there were, there were, there were no, for, for some time, there were no miracles. There were no supernatural, no supernatural power. You didn't see like the, the, the move of God, the flow of God, the miracles of God. But then in the early 1900s, we see it. In Azusa Street. Right. We see the power of the Holy Spirit beginning to manifest in places like Azusa Street. Now, Azusa Street was not the only place where the power of God was flowing. We know that. Amen. We had the great Welsh revival. There were revivals that were going on and people being here wasn't just Azusa Street, but Azusa Street was probably the biggest one. Amen. So here we had that period where there was nothing happening, but then around the nineteen hundreds we start seeing Sister Edda, you know, Etta, where, where miracles were going on in her meetings, Amen. So we start to see the miracles, the size, and the wonder. But God never shut it down. God never stopped, right? He never stopped. So it wasn't God who turned the power off for two hundred years of Christianity and then decided to turn it back on during Azusa Street because that's that, that, that's not that's not how he operates he does not operate in cycles he does not operate in waves or moves that's not how God works amen all the laws were here and they're here now all the laws were here and they're here now but people's ignorance has kept us and is keeping us from taking advantage of these laws, principles, promises. However, you want to, you want to embrace that term, right? And a lot of it is due to ignorance, right? People died of heat when they could have had air conditioning, but they didn't know about electricity. People were hindered from moving long distance. People would travel by horses, by donkey, right? But think about it. We they had the ability to, to, cre- to create. It, it, in other words, it was always here. The idea, the ability, the the um the, the natural laws, but because the people didn't know how to tap into it, they couldn't utilize these things until they became what? They became knowledgeable of it. Amen. You with me, Flo? I hope you're with me. Mm-hmm. You there? Okay. And so it's not God who is who isn't healing. And this way we, you know, we get I get upset sometimes. i mean, just be honest. When we, when we say that God's not doing God's. No, no, no. It's not. It's not God who isn't healing or blessing. God is the same. God does not change. Amen. His character, his promises. We already went over that last week. He does not change. He does not alter the word that comes out of his mouth. He is not a God that he should lie. All of those scriptures. So it's not God who isn't healing or blessing us. It's not the Lord who, who has willed us to suffer. God has created laws. God has placed it in what we call the Bible, but we need to discover what they are. So we never open up and study the word. Then we don't know. We're just like those people that could have had air condition, but they died of heat exhaustion because they didn't know how to utilize electricity to create an air condition. You see what I'm saying? Make sense. Florence. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so as we learn how to cooperate and enforce the laws, the principles of God, then we'll start to see God's provision, amen. And they'll begin to manifest in our lives. Glory to God. What is it about us that we just seem like we just don't want to, we want things to just Drop in our lap. Remember, we we even talked about that. Remember, we talked about, you know, you got to put those hands to work. God promised that he give, you know, give us power for for wealth. But you you got to You got to do something. Amen. And so it's like that with the word. If we want to see the victory, want to see the abundant life. If we want to see the healings and the deliverance, the miraculous, then we must. We must operate by God's laws because God is not going to just drop down and and, and miraculously do it for us. Amen. He's not going to do that because he's given the earth to us and he's delegated his power and authority uh, for us to operate in in the earth. But we've been so conditioned that we just pray and ask the Lord to do it right. And then he's just going to, you know he's just going to miraculously do it, but we must operate in his principles. We are in his kingdom. We have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And this is how God's kingdom as we being citizens in his kingdom, this is how his kingdom operates. And so for so long, prophetess flow, we were waiting to go to heaven to reap the benefits of our salvation But we can reap the benefits here in in the earth and God has made a provision through his spiritual laws. But if we're ignorant of it and if we're not cooperating and operating and doing as they say, right, or doing as the the, as the principles um, deem us to do then we're never going to experience it. And we'll be like the people that are dying of exhaustion, heat exhaustion when they could have had electricity to, 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 to create an air condition. Or we'll be like the people that are still riding on donkeys, right? Even the Amish, like we said, when we went <laughs> to, to land, even the Amish half of them have dumped, the, got rid of the, 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 the horses and the buggies. I was surprised to see them in cars. Amen. Because all of a sudden they realize, Hey, you know, there's a better way. Why are we, why are we over here when we can, we can implement this and we can get much more done and be more fruitful. Well, it's the same thing with the word of God. It's here for us. He's given it to us. The scripture says, I've given you everything. He's given us everything. What more can he, he's done it all. He's done it all. And so we have become, we've become conditioned to, um, And this has come back from, like I said, from religion, from, from the time that I've been in church, which is pretty much most of my life. We just believe that we just pray. Remember, we believe we just prayed and the Holy Ghost would just do everything. You remember, you know, the Holy Ghost is going to do. we never had a part in anything. We just figured, hey, we prayed and God's just going to drop it down. The Holy Ghost is going to move. Holy Ghost, we just push the button. The Holy Ghost is. No, you have a part of this. Amen. And I believe that people who have tapped in. To this reality, because we've been taught something different. Amen. But now we're learning that we must, we must take hold of God's truths and we must apply them. And we must cooperate with them because we are now citizens in his kingdom. And this is how he has set up his kingdom to operate. In the earth, Amen. That we can experience everything, every blessing, Amen. Every promise, everything that He's given us, He's shown us the way to. He's shown us the way for uh, for it to manifest in our lives, Amen. And so, some people, uh, it goes right into to, to this particular statement. Some of some people are thinking, or they may disagree because they feel like it puts all the responsibility on them now. Right. Because we're, because you're saying that it's up to, to, to us as believers to take hold of what God has, pro, has provided for us. Cause we've been relying on God, relying on God, relying, right. And God's like, I did it all. Listen, I've given you power. I give you authority. You go and do this thing. Right. So yes, the onus is on us. I guess you're right. Yeah. 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 He's put all the responsibility on us. Yes, that's exactly. That's exactly what we're saying. It's not God who hasn't um, stopped healing and prospering or delivering any of his people. It's our own ignorance. Prophetess flow that keeps us in this bondage. Father, God, help us in the name of Jesus. God has already done his part. He's already done his part. The word clearly reveals that the Lord has already healed us, but we have to take advantage of it. So go to first Peter, go, somebody go to first Peter two and 24. I don't have my Bible over here by me. It's probably on the other side of the, so can somebody, for somebody, I don't have my Bible next to me and I'm all hooked up. And I can't get to the computer. Well, I could. But I'm not going to do that. Amen. Are you there, Florence? First Peter, 2 and 24.
1: Two, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: might be able to shrink this a little bit. Um, First Peter 2 and 24.
1: Two and two. Bible help who, who his son self bear our sins in his own body on the tree mm-hmm. that we being dead in sin mm-hmm. should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed.
0: Okay. It says by whose, whose stripes we were what? Healed. We were what? Healed. We were what? Were. Past tense. It's already been what? Done. It's already done. Healing has already been done. It's already been a provision made for that. And so now let's go back to Mark five. Let's go back to Mark five. I oh, I can finish this. I think I can. Let's go back to Mark five. You don't have to. You, if you don't have to. You don't want to go all the way back. But if you want to, we can go back just to look at this woman again. Let's look at the woman with the issue of, bu- of blood. All right. So when we look at this woman. Who touched the hem of Jesus garment right in verse thirty one in verse thirty one some versions say different, but the, the the king new King James, I think the King James I looked in um it it says that that there was a multitude of people right throgging Jesus, pushing against these, touching Jesus, um pressing against him now this could have been this could have been as many as 400 to 300 people in this crowd trying to follow Jesus right through the city streets. I don't know how many it was specifically, but we know that there were a lot of people pressing in and pressing against him. They didn't just want to be near him. They wanted to draw near because there had been power and virtue flowing out of him and healing people, right? So a multitude of people were there, of which many of them in that crowd needed to be healed. They needed to be delivered, but only one individual, one person out of all of those people in that crowd was healed. They received their healing. And we know that this wasn't the only time that this happened. The same thing happened in John, John five. And you can read it on, on your, you know, in your quiet time, but in John five at the pool of Bethesda, there was the, the multitude of impotent people, right? Remember those people that they, they kind of just sat around. Um, and, and one, one person, uh, received healing out of all of those people that sat around waiting, right. To, for the, for the, the angel to stir, stir the water. Only one person was healed. Why is it that one person gets healed when there are many? When there are many, why is it that just one? Well, maybe, maybe they haven't received their healing, you know, because of ignorance. They don't understand that God has already done it. Maybe that's what's going on in our, in in our vernacular. Maybe that's what's going on in our circle, in our churches why so many people are sick? Why so many people are not, are not being healed? Maybe they just don't understand that God has already done it. Maybe they don't believe it. Maybe they do not they aren't taking authority and enforcing the spiritual laws. Maybe they don't know the law. Maybe they're passively asking God, God, can you please him? All right. You don't have to answer it, but I think many of some of us have been there. God, please hear. Cause I have, I'll admit I've, I've done it. God, please hear my prayer here. Please touch my, please. Right. But think of this Flo. God's already done it, right? He's already healed. He's already delivered. He's already done it. everything that pertains to life and Godliness. Think of this. You gave me your car. You signed your, um, what is that? That paper, that, that, right. the, the title, the ownership. You signed that ownership over to me. You gave the car to me, signed the ownership. I've gotten it and put it all in my name and license and registration. Right. The car is mine. You've given it to me, signed it over. I come to you two days later and I'm like, Florence, Can I please borrow your car so that I can go over to ShopRite to pick up a few things from the store? I really need to borrow your car. Is it okay that I take your car? Can I please, please use it? I know that you know you, you may not want to, but can I please, please, so can I use your car? And then you're looking at me like I have what? Five heads. Like, what's wrong with Mary Mallory? Why are you asking me to use? your car. I've given it to you. I've given it to you. You can do whatever you want. And I think I've gave this scenario close to uh, closest scenario to this before. Why am, why are you asking me? It's your car. You could do whatever you want with the car, right? It's your car now. And so God has given us, he has provided, he has given us, um, authority. He has given us his, 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 um, principles, his laws. Why are we begging him to do something that he's already done? done. Mm -hmm. It's the same principle, saints of God, but because we've sat under religion, amen? I've made, I've made that error. I'm asking God to do what he's already done. And so, notice whenever Jesus, whenever Jesus operated in power, right? He wasn't begging the Father. He wasn't saying, "Father, please touch your people. Please heal your children. Please um, touch the woman with the issue. Please open up." He didn't say that. He didn't go that way. He knew what he had in God. So, what did he do? He said, "Be healed." He commanded. He said, "Be whole." A part
1: of that, mm-hmm. though, is. A lot of times we say with our mouths that we believe God, but our actions don't show mm. that we believe God. Because if let's say an individual comes up and say, um, um, you know, let's say they I have asthma, I'm, I'm struggling with asthma, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. then if we believe God the way that we say we believe God, then, you know, you would respond. Well, you know, you know God is a healer, right? And, you know, I can lay hands on you and you'll be healed. If you believe mm-hmm. in him the way this word says that we are to believe him, we would not hesitate. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that the fear wouldn't come because mm-hmm. you know the enemy is going to send those things.
0: Right. But when you
1: believe it, you, you're not almost, I think a lot of us, we are, we're afraid to admit it, but we are almost persuaded, mm. right? We are almost persuaded, but we have not reached that place to where I believe this word, I believe what it says, mm-hmm. if the word says, I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, then I'm not going to be hesitant about laying hands, because if I believe it then I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times we are just almost, and we're trying to convince ourselves that we believe, right? But when you believe something, can't nobody stop you? Can't nobody take that thing away from you? When you know that you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes I think just being... One thing I'm I've, I've learned about and I learned with God too, there's nothing that I can say to him that takes him by surprise. There's nothing that I could say to him that, you know, would hurt him enough that he would not want to be bothered with me, that he would not love me the way that he does now. And so sometimes I have conversations with him that you probably couldn't have with a person because they think like, Okay, like you're crazy or whatever. But <laughs> If you are almost persuaded, right, you Uh should tell him that. Mm -hmm. God, I know your word says this, but I can't continue to front and act like I'm in a place that I'm not. Mm -hmm. And you can tell him that. And then he can work with you when, when, when we can be honest about where we really are with him. I'm talking about just talking to him. You can be honest like that, Amen. and then he can deal with that. To where, okay, this is where you really are. I'm not trying because in church I'm t- I fronted for so many years, fronting and acting like and wanting to be. You know what I'm saying? Because it was this, uh, it was uh, stacked. You know what I mean? And I want to be in with with this group. I want to be with this. You know part of the, the ministry you know what i'm saying i want to be a part of leadership all of that stuff has to be like washed away and come as he said like dear children and say lord you know what i i have been taught some that's good stuff i believe some crazy stuff but lord i just want you to i want a clean slate. and that Amen. stuff is crazy show it to me show it to me so I can come there before you amen. with the real me, and let you do what has to be done so that I will not continue to be almost persuaded, but that mm-hmm.
0: I will lead you amen. all the way. Amen. Amen. And you have a few people. Um, Brother Charles says amen and uh, Sister Michelle was saying amen on our, on our YouTube. Amen. Praise God. You're Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. And this is why, you know, we must uh, we, we have to to really get into the word of God, really study his principles, really try to apply them and cooperate with them. Yes. Being honest with God, because the more the more the more you study the word of God, it builds your faith. You know what I'm saying? It begins to build your faith. And and then when we go through things and tests and trials of life, those tests and trials also, you know, they also help to build our faith and our experience Mm -hmm. and our walk with God. That's why Paul said, What count it all joy? Well, that's why I saying because mm-hmm. we, we, we when we go through things with God, it ought to strengthen us. Amen. It ought to cause mm-hmm. us to have an experience with God that when something else comes along, you like like a prophetess was saying on Sunday. I don't have to go on somebody else's testimony or what somebody went through 20, 30 years ago. No, I know what God did for me. You know, I know that God is a healer because he healed me. You know it builds our faith. I know that he is even just reading the word of God. We have to, um, you know, I think the more you spend with God in his presence, mm-hmm. in his word, in prayer, um, in meditation, the, the more th- your faith becomes stronger in him. You know, it's just like the old cliche what you eat. Is really what's gonna come out of you, right? And so, mm-hmm. what you're feeding your spirit, man. If you're spe- feeding and I, and I've been cutting down on my television a lot and spending time with God, getting my word, you know. Um, it, the more, if you feed that flesh, then that's what's going to that's what's going to be blown up in your life. You're not mm-hmm. gonna have much power because you don't. You, you, it's just like eating a lot of candy. Put it like junk food. You have no energy. You're lethargic. You know what I'm saying? You, you, mm-hmm. Well, when you're fe- feeding on TV and social media and um, when I say TV and social media, I mean stuff, you know, some of the trash that's on. I'm just going to say a trash that's on TV trash is on social media. And if you're looking at things that's feeding your spirit, man, things that are encouraging. Come on. It tells us things that are that are. True, that the things that we ought to meditate on, those are the things we should be watching. Mm-hmm. Those things that are lovely, those things that have good report, those are the things that we ought to be watching. You notice that I've cut back on my news now. I've been cutting back. And, man, matter of fact, I wasn't watching news. It was like about a month. I, I didn't do news at all. Um, because, again, what am I feeding my spirit man? So, mm-hmm. then to Florence, and we just have to be honest, you know, where we are, like mm-hmm. you said, where we are. You know, what are you feeding your spirit? man? If you're not feeding your spirit, man, throughout the week, if Sunday is the only feast you get to feed your spirit, your flesh needs breakfast, lunch and dinner and you have snacks in between. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so you want to just give your spirit um, a Sunday snack and then you feel like you can operate, you, you know, you can function in this messed up world <laughs> with a snack. That's like eating the candy and the cookies. You don't to you're not going to have strength. You're going to be, you're not, you're going to be lethargic. You know, you're not going to have power. You're not going to have. So it, this, this thing is real. And I think we, we played religion for so long. Church was just a place to go and be inspired. And you leave, you know, you got your little prep pep talk. I could make it, you know, to Monday. Cause you know, you to Wednesday, maybe. to the Bible study. If you went to Bible study, because most people didn't go to Bible study and pray a meeting, forget it. So Sunday was the biggest day. And so you wonder why every Sunday, as you would say, prophetess, you come in all beat up dragging, right? Because you haven't fed your spirit, man, you have to feed your spirit, man. The Bible says that man cannot live by bread alone, right? But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, his word, that feeds my spirit man. And I believe if that spirit man got big, yeah, you can start believing some the, the miraculous because it's true. The, the thing is God's word is true. We're not believing something trying to make ourselves believe. It's true. I just have to get to the point where his word is more relevant to me than what the world says about a, a situation or circumstance. You understand what I'm saying? Because I, what, what, what we tend to do is listen more to the world and how the world handles it and what the world would do. We don't think immediately, most of us, I'm not saying everybody, but most of us don't think immediately to grab the word of God, to see what God's word says about a particular situation or circumstance that we're going through in our life. That's the principle. Yes, that makes sense. Make sense Flo? Amen. So when we're Amen. going through things, we need to look at the principles of God and start cooperating with those principles. And even in the midst, even if it's like rough, like God, this is rough, but I want to believe you. I'm going to take you at your word. Even when I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, you know, apprehensive, you know, cause I've never done this before. Lord, he understands that he understands you know, we're growing. I said on Sunday that sanctification is a process. Amen. Our spirit, we're good, but this mind needs some work on it. Amen. The soulish part of us needs some work on it. So we're in that progression, but we're learning and we can get there. We can get there because God's word says it right. Am I making up anything here? I'm giving you what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. And so as we we're going to the conclusion of this, I know it's nine o'clock. I'm almost finished. And I really don't want to start this. So can I just s- summarize it real quick? really, <laughs> Okay. So it, it, God says, by whose stripes we were healed. It's already done. He put it in past tense. It, 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 it's already been accomplished. It's already an accomplished reality. He's already done it, right? That's what the scripture says. Therefore, we ought to believe the word and say, I know it's already done. I know what my mind is saying. I know what the doctor is saying. I know what the report is saying, but God, I'm standing on your word. And your word says, I know it's already what it's done. And, the, and we also have to remember that the enemy is always going to come to try to plant doubt and unbelief. He's going to try to, to get us to still our confession, that's, that's his, 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 um, his ammunition against, against us. We know these things, right? We know these things, <laughs> but why? So he put the power, listen, I, I gotta go. He put the power, the same power on the inside of me that raised Jesus from the dead, right? That same power Let I me mean, go to Ephesians this real quick and I'm going to leave it. Go to Ephesians. One more point. Ephesians, um, one 18 through 20, Ephesians one, eight, 18 through 20. And I want to read it through the amplified Bible. And it says, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with the light by the Holy spirit so that you will know so that you would, what that you would know. That you would know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, Florence, the confident expectation flow to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And so that we will begin to know what the immeasurable, my shanderebo, satarababose, The immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power that is in what in us who believe my God, I thank you, Jesus, for open up the eyes of our understanding for those who will believe it. This is why Paul, he's no respecter of person. Paul knew this power. He walked it cause he believed it. Amen. God, he was full of God and we guess what? We're full of God. That's what the, that's what the scripture says. We're full of God, mm-hmm. but we have to get it in here in in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I believe we begin to see the manifestation as we stand on his principles, we can begin to 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 decree and declare some things. You know what made this woman different, and I'm just about finished. You know why the other people were pressing and, 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 and the other people were throgging and, and, and they were wanting to be healed by Jesus. All of those people in that crowd pushing against him, touching him, hoping you know I'm gonna get healed, but they didn't. Only the one woman. You know why? In Mark five, it says that she said, the woman said, if I may touch, but his clothes, I shall be what?
1: Whole,
0: whole, whole, whole. Whole, heal some, some translations. She, what? She said it. Remember out of your mouth, confession is made. If you believe in your what heart and confess with your what mouth out of faith, you're what save. It was no different. She operated in a principle, a spiritual law. Am I making sense Flo? Please tell me. (laughs) And so although there are many different spiritual laws, one of them that governs Whether you receive from God or not is the power of our words. And I know Florence, you are like, what are you saying? You're right. It's the power of our words. I'm going to go to Proverbs real quick. I'm going to run over to Proverbs and you can write it down or you can fly with me real quick over there. I'm on the computer, so I'm really flying quick Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. Proverbs eighteen is a familiar scripture, but I want to read it in the Amplify. All right, so Proverbs, I said eighteen. Why am I in Proverbs? Proverbs eighteen, and I said um, twenty and twenty-one. Right? I'm trying to rush. Twenty and twenty-one, and here it is in the in the Amplify. It says a man's. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his what? His mouth, his words. He will be satisfied with the consequence of his words. He will be what? Satisfied with the consequence of his words, whatever he's speaking. Death. And life. Are in the power of the what? The tongue, what you say is what you say. That's a principle. She spoke it. She spoke words of faith. Not only faith is an action. Not only did she speak it, but she react- she acted on it. She acted on the word and she was healed. She was healed. Mm. We have to, we have to understand that we have to watch what we say when people are trying to receive healing from God, many of them ignore this law and you hear them say, you say, how you doing They Oh, I feel sick. My head hurt. My feet hurting. I got to get this. I hope I'll be here next year Wait, I'm going. I don't know if I'm going to be able, I'm going to be living in this. What do you, like you say, Florence, what do you say? What are you, what? What, are you what are you saying? What are you saying? They are releasing death with their mouths. She's release faith, right? Life. So when you release death with your mouth through negative speech, these are the laws that govern how to receive healing. One of them is that people will have what they say, according to Mark 11 and 23. And so whether you agree with God's laws or not, his laws are his laws. They're his laws. So faith flows through Our words, words will release either death or life. Faith flows through our words. Words will release either what? Death or life. Thank you, Lord. God's power will flow, saints of God, when we cooperate with the spiritual laws of the kingdom. Mm. Electricity isn't personal when it kills somebody. We said that right. There are just laws at work governing the flow of power. Either we can cooperate and use electricity to our advantage, or those same laws can kill us. It's the same thing with God's word. We can either cooperate with His Word and, and, and see and reap the advantage of it, or we cannot and we will not reap the fruits and the benefits of his blessings, those things that he's already done for us. Mm. God created these laws and these principles, saints of God. We have to learn them. We have to know how to cooperate with them. And we have to know how to decree decree and declare them. Take authority and begin to decree and declare not what the world is saying, but what God's word says concerning whatever your situation or circumstance is. Find out what God says. It's yours. Start decreeing it and declaring it, speaking it, confessing it until it gets in your heart. Amen. I like the other day mm-hmm. for what you said that you debt free. Amen. Praise God. And I'm in agreement with you. And you speak it and believe it because God's word says that we would be what? Lenders and not borrowers. He said that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for who? the righteous and Abraham's blessings are ours. We have to decree and declare those things over our lives that they would manifest, cooperate with his promises and with his spiritual laws that they would manifest in our life. I'm going to end there. Amen. I know I've taken time, but I wanted to finish it so that we didn't have to come back to it to get the meat of it. Amen. So I pray that you were blessed, Mm -hmm. those that were on, amen, those that may be still on, that they were blessed by the teaching on tonight, amen, made whole, yes, I see you, Sister Michelle, praise God. And so Florence, Prophetess Flo, I'm going to ask if you would um, pray us out on today um, from this lesson. I just pray, my prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, I go long and (laughs) I go hard, I know. But I just pray that we will get this. All of us will get this so that we can we can see, Florence, the manifestation of all God's promises in our lives. That we, you know what I mean? It's just not religion. It's just not the scriptures. It's just not. what. But this thing is real. And, 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 and his word is real. And what he's promised us as believers and as citizens of his kingdom, that it it will come to pass in our lives if we cooperate with what he has deemed and what he has established uh, in his kingdom, and we follow those things as kingdom citizens. You know what I'm saying? That we would abide Amen. by them, and it's for our benefit. It's for our benefit. Amen. 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 All right, Flo, so I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Pray us out. Amen. Father, we thank you. We yes, you, Lord. Lord.
1: The word that we have heard on tonight, Lord God, we ask that you to, Lord, just help us to hide this word in our heart that he hear may not convince you, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that um, I just hear you saying that you are building up our self worth, Lord God. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank that you Lord. are building up our self worth, Lord God. Hallelujah. That we will not continue to see ourselves where we are now, Lord God. But know that there is a place that you have already taken us and that we will walk there in, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for those, Lord, also that would connect with me, Lord God, and I'm connecting with them concerning being debt free.
0: Yes.
1: Hallelujah. We declare it and we decree it. Hallelujah. Not looking at what we see or what is in our bank account, Lord God. But we thank you that we are debt-free on tonight, Father God. Yes, Lord God, we just thank you for your word, the power of your word. Hallelujah. We thank you for laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. We thank you, Lord God, that as we speak life and hope into others, that they shall truly live, hallelujah, from the inside out, Lord God. And we bless you in advance, Lord, because we realize that it's nothing of us, but it's all about you flowing through us. And we say thank you, Father, thank I ask you. that you will cover pastor, hallelujah, for all that she has poured out. Lord God, that you will pour more in, Lord God, hallelujah, that, Lord, she may be blessed and be a blessing. And, Lord, we Jesus will forever give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. And God bless you. And uh, Merry Christmas. And happy new year's to you all. Enjoy your family and enjoy your time. And we will see you at our on Sunday, or we will see you on uh, what was it, Friday, our New Year's Eve service. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, the flyer will be coming out on Friday at 8 p.m. God bless you and have a good evening. And again, Merry Christmas to you and your family. All right, God bless. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Good night. Mm-hmm.